0: The judgment that sometimes isn't actually there. Sometimes it is all
1: in our head. So exactly. No, I'm happy you brought that up because definitely, like you said, I think you really realize in situations like this who, you know, your true supportive friends are. And it's times like these where you need to allow yourself to choose happiness and take the different path. And I always say, like, choose the path less traveled um, to really see like who sticks with you and who supports you and. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily
0: Fichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two, and with that said, let's thrive. Hi friends, and welcome back to the Let's Thrive podcast. This is episode 34, and I'm your Overly enthusiastic host, Emily Feichels, so happy to have you here with me again, or maybe this is your first episode. Either way, I appreciate you and hope your day is going great. Whatever day you're listening this to, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, hope it's great, or hope this cheers you up with this cheesy intro. Today's guest is a fun one indeed. Her name is Corey Finglass of the Instagram at Matcha in And she is just an amazing human being. (laughs) I don't know how to really describe her. I mean, we shouldn't be labeling people anyway, right? In all honesty, I just... Corey is so multifaceted, I suppose that's the word. She's done it all, and this conversation just truly covers so much. So I'm so honored to have her on. And before I dive into what the episode's really about, I just wanted to say, you know, in this we discuss jobs... Finding your career and work-life balance, and corporate America, and leaving it, and passions, and all this good stuff. And I just want you to know, going into it, that no matter what stage of life you're in, you are not alone. So, in this, we discuss Corey's experience being, you know, college student, finding a new job, going from job to job, settling on one, and then leaving it eventually. And then, on the other spectrum, you have me, who (laughs) I decided. Not to go to college and kind of working these weird side jobs to side f- fund these side hobbies of mine. And eventually I'll have a job, I suppose, but it'll probably be one that I create for myself as an entrepreneur to be. So no matter where you're at, just know you're not alone. In this episode, especially, I share the two cents from my viewpoint, and Corey shares her two cents from her viewpoint. And it's a really neat mingling of Someone not following the traditional path and someone who followed the traditional path for a while and then over time made it her own. And I just want you to make sure you get that tidbit of advice from the episode. Let's see. The story of Corey and I meeting is actually quite funny. I followed her on Instagram for a long while. Somewhere along the line, she decided to follow me back. <laughs> I don't know why, but I appreciate it. So then this past spring of Expo West 2019, it's in Anaheim, California, and I was just kind of walking around and feeling a little lonesome because Expo can be a lonely place. It's so huge, and especially if you don't have, like, a good group of blogger friends. And all of a sudden, someone comes up to me, and they, like, put their arms out for a hug, and they're like, Emily! And I'm I'm like, uh... Corey, I suddenly realized who it was and we just start laughing and talking. In that moment I just realized, wow, I absolutely love her. She's so bubbly, intelligent, wise, inspiring, like we just had the best conversation right there on the floor of Expo and it's funny because as you'll hear us open this episode with, she had just met like the celebrity of her dreams and gave away a jar of Georgia grinders, like spilled her business cards everywhere. It is such a funny story, but you have to listen to the episode for it. <laughs> so then after we we give that funny story of how we met, Corey just, you know, I ask her all about starting a blog and Instagram, working in that space, but then we go back a bit, and I have her explain what the college years were like, and this is a really good topic that we discuss, and that is The transition into adulthood or real life, quote unquote, because it's something that's not talked about enough, I don't think. That transition between college and a job where you have all these new responsibilities and pressure, and I personally have not been there and I personally never will be, but I have lots of friends who I have had to watch struggle through that and it's hard to watch them when I know I can't relate. So Corey does such a beautiful job explaining that and she has such amazing advice of how she got through those tough times and how you can too, if that is you, if that's going to be you very soon, I don't know. And even if you're out of college, you have been for a while, we then discuss navigating the field of careers and, you know, going from place to place or finding somewhere you like or finding some place that you don't like but you have no choice to work there and just... Corey has had experience with nearly everything, so that is very fascinating. And then we do get into, and then we do get into some more business things, such as the steps to starting her blog that she took when she wasn't happy at her job, and how important networking is and creating your own brand. And then we talk about her leap from corporate America to doing her own thing, and the emotions, the mental state you really should have when you're making this big decision. In this, we discuss how she got her job, side job with Georgia Grinders, an amazing nut butter company, and then how she balances that with her own business and what she's doing with that and the recent shifts and transitions she's made from the more professional, not sharing as much side to sharing what makes her heart happy and including a whole lot of emotion in her captions, which has been a beautiful transition to watch. I truly think there's something for everyone in this, and I just hope you relate to something. If you do, or if you just like it, you think we're funny, I don't know, you can take a screenshot while you're listening, post it on Instagram, stories, you can tag me at thrive underscore on life, tag Corey at matcha underscore and underscore margs. I'll have it linked below if you want the spelling. I'm not... (laughs) going to try to spell that out on live air i'll probably spew out all the wrong letters but um (laughs) look below you'll find it i just i hope you enjoy it and if you're really feeling called to it you can always leave a rate and review on apple podcasts or itunes either way i appreciate you so without further ado let's jump into a quick ad and then this episode with cory As you guys know, I'm all about eating a whole foods diet and supplementing when necessary for optimal health and wellness. That's why I'm so passionate about a favorite brand of mine and sponsor of the podcast, Cured Nutrition. Cured Nutrition offers hemp and CBD products that can enhance your daily wellness routine and aid in your health journey. Their products are organically grown, vigorously tested, and responsibly sourced in their home base of Colorado. Colorado. And in case you're like I was just a few months ago, confused as to what CBD, hemp, or any of this means, let me explain. Hemp is in the same group as cannabis, but contains less than 0.3% of THC. It has been used and consumed by humans for ages, and is a great source of plant-based protein, rich in essential amino acids, and supplies healthy omega-3 and 6 fats. Cured offers a variety of hemp products, like their hemp hearts that you can sprinkle on meals, blend in a smoothie, or bake into cookies. And the product I use daily is their mint hemp oil. I take a dose each morning and have seen immense relief of that early morning anxiety that so many of us can experience. More so, I firmly believe it's helped with my joint pain, which is something I've struggled with for 2 plus years now. In my last three months of testing Cured products, I have seen drastic improvement. No more stretching four times a day just to relieve my joints, and I'm serious on that one. Now CBD, aka cannabidioloy, did I say that right? (laughs) It's a natural compound that is found in hemp and similar to THC, yet is not non-psychoactive. So no, it does not get you high. Cured has so many options for this too, everything from a body salve, to dog treats, cookie dough, gel caps, and my personal favorites, the Zen and Rise capsules. I take the Cured Zen capsule every night for deep sleep and improved digestion. Thanks to their blend of CBD, magnesium, and super herbs such as ashwagandha and chamomile, I get a deep night's sleep plus the improved digestion from magnesium. The Cured Rise capsules are perfect for morning and act as like a natural stimulus to get you going. The blend is caffeine-free, but composed of focus aids, such as rhodiola and ginseng, to craft the ideal nootropic supplement. Now, I really need this with my fatigue. That early morning, it just gets me going, gets my brain alert, and I'm ready for the day. If you'd like to learn more about Cured Nutrition and their products, you can find them at curednutrition.com. And if you'd like to try a product or two, Go ahead and use my code, Let's thrive to save $10 on your first order of $50 or more. Now there's no better time than the present to try something new and see the benefits of cured nutrition in your life. Well, I figured it'd be fun to start out with me just explaining the first time I met you. So I found wow. you on Instagram and then I was at Expo West and standing around with a bunch of people that I didn't know and I was just feeling kind of lonesome and you like come out of nowhere and at first (laughs) I didn't recognize you and then all of a sudden I'm like oh my god that's Corey and (laughs) so you come over and we just start talking and I just remember in that moment I just thought like wow she is so nice and so just real I mean you're you were exactly as I like expected you to be and (laughs) Yeah, I just it meant so much. And then also I thought this would be a fun topic to hit on, too, is you had just been working the Georgia Grinders booth, which we'll be talking about them. But also, had you not just met uh, a certain idol celebrity of
1: yours, too? Do you want to tell that story? <laughs> Yes. um, That is probably my highlight of like this entire journey. (laughs) Um, So I was working at the Georgia Grinders booth at Expo West. Um, It was last year, so it was 2018, right? 2018? Nope. That was just this past. It was 2019. Yeah. Thanks for holding me accountable. Um, And I was working at the Georgia Grinders booth and kind of busy with work, but I got like, 30 minutes to an hour to kind of just like walk around and I turn the corner from our booth and there's just this like a mob of people and I have like my business cards in one hand. Um, I have randomly, I have a jar of Georgia grinders pecan butter in my other hand. Um, and I'm like, what is this mob of people? Everyone has their phones in the air. And then I like kind of make my way through and see that it's Guy Fieri. <laughs> and I watch his show Every Wednesday night, there's a new um, din- or guy's grocery game. So I completely fangirl, start freaking out, shaking, crying, everything through my business cards everywhere, um, and waited in line to meet him and actually gave him a jar of the Georgia Grinders pecan butter. And I told him randomly to like wing with them because we do have like a couple wing recipes. And he was kind of skeptical, but I totally think he went home and made himself some pecan butter wings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love that. I know that's such a crazy experience, but obviously something you'll never forget. And I mean, to give him some Georgia grinders, (laughs) and that's amazing. I know
1: it's a great way to market. And like about 10 minutes before we were next to the once upon a farm booth. um, And Jennifer Gardner owns that company. I met her and you know, that was amazing. But I did not have any type of reaction to what I did with Guy, where I just like threw my stuff everywhere and like lost all my business cards and kind of had like a big fangirl moment. So that was really cool to be able to be at the show from a lot of different perspectives, like from my blog and from work and then kind of meet like one of my food idols. Yeah,
0: I mean, (laughs) no better way to wrap up Expo, honestly. (laughs)
1: I know. I don't, I'm not quite sure Expo East is going (laughs) to (laughs) talk.
0: We'll see. Okay. Well, so taking it back a bit, you know, we've been mentioning Georgia grinders and your blog. So would you mind, you know, just introducing who you are and you know, what you're doing right now, you know, in this current moment for work, and then we'll kind of work our way backwards and explain how you got here.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Um, So currently right now I work for Georgia Grinders as the digital media manager. I was lucky enough to come across the founder. She also lives in Atlanta and we met and she was just kind of one of those people that came into my life at the right time. We instantly got along and I started out for a year. I did farmer's markets for Georgia Grinders. So I kind of started from the bottom, but I had an amazing time meeting other local people um, and be able being able to like hear their stories and see what products they were selling and really get to know the local side of things and then a year later I started full-time with Georgia grinders as the digital media manager where I run all of social media all like partnerships and blogger relations the fun Facebook ads you see and things like that so it's kind of a big mix of everything um, but I definitely wouldn't have been able to have like found the job and become connected with the farmer without like really putting myself out there with my blog. Um, So I started my blog about actually like two years ago. I just realized this the other day. I think I missed my anniversary. Um, So I started two years ago and, you know, was posting a lot, sharing a lot of things. But I also, one of my favorite parts about it was really just putting myself out there um, in person and just really meeting anyone that I could. So through my blog, I was able to meet Jamie. Um, but that is also kind of what I do with the other half of my time. Um, I do my blog and my Instagram and like I did before I spent a lot of time going out and meeting people in person. Um, because I'm sure as you know, with yours, it can be very isolating to be behind the screen. And while it's awesome to be able to connect with people over like so many different things, there's nothing better than just meeting people in person and kind of having everything come to fruition.
0: Yeah. I love that. And so I'm, I'm curious, what did you go to college for? Like, what did you do after high school and did that prepare you for what you're doing now?
1: Um, yes. So I went to college, um, I went to the university of Georgia and I was a management information system major. So like think the business side of computer science, um, and so yeah, I was in the business school for four years. And when I graduated college, I was a technology consultant for about a year and eight months. Didn't quite hit the two-year mark. Um, but yeah, so I was doing technology consulting for Pricewaterhouse. And I was traveling all of the time and spending hours upon hours each week working. And I really did love it at first. It I love traveling and I love meeting new people kind of with whatever I'm doing with my life, but it got to the point where I was just like exhausted and it started taking a toll on my mental health. Um, and then going back to if it prepared me for what I'm doing now, I think it definitely did in some ways. Like I, I was able to learn like the business side of things and which I'm lucky that you can kind of apply that to, almost everything in your life. Of course, this industry that we're in is very like untapped and kind of mysterious, but, um, it's nice to be able to have that business mindset. And then with digital media, um, my major actually is coming into play a lot when it comes to helping design the website and things like that. Um, but I'm getting it to do it on a front that I'm much more passionate about. Um, and instead of having multiple clients, I'm kind of able to Dive into just what we're doing and really hone in on that. I love that.
0: I'm curious, how would you describe yourself back then? You know, like college, just out of college, like that type of Corey with who you are now. Like, what do you think the biggest change has been for you personally, whether health or mental health or just, you know, your approach to life? How do you think you've changed?
1: Yeah. So back then, I mean, I think it's still the same. Like, I was definitely eager and very focused on health, but health from more of a perspective with like what I was eating and when I was working out, kind of like the standard definition of health that people kind of think of, um, which like I mentioned before, um, kind of started taking a toll on my mental health when I was traveling every week and not being able to see my friends and family and just, you know, I was traveling across the country and I was tired. So I was putting a priority on my health. Like food and exercise wise, but I wasn't really taking care of me. So I kind of got caught up in all of it and lost sight of like what made me happy and the little things that I do each day now to kind of like set my soul on fire and to make me happy. Um, I was not making time for that. But in my head, you know, I was a healthy person and I was still doing the, you know, textbook things to be a healthy person. But I really back then did not myself and my mental health first. And that is definitely my biggest lesson with all of this, Um, whether it be finding a work-life balance or, you know, intertwining things into your life that make you happy and making time for that. Um, We all are busy, but we can all find those, you know, however however much time it takes to do those little things that really just make you happy and kind of keep you in line. Yeah.
0: And I think that's an important thing that everybody, you know, kind of learns at some point in your life, you're in this time of life, you know, whether that's with school or work or family issues, or, you know, just trying to figure things out for yourself. And you just put all that to the side. And then something happens, something grabs your attention. And suddenly, you realize, okay, I've got to figure this out. (laughs) Something's got to change. And exactly. yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious, a lot of people who listen to this, when I've, you know, seen the age ranges, they're typically in that age of, you know, they're mostly through college, they're transitioning out of it, they're newly out of it. So how did you transition? I know, I know you said you got into, you know, the job for almost two years, but like, what would be your tips for someone transitioning out of that college life into like the quote unquote real world, where you're suddenly thrown on your feet and you have to you know, find your bearings and get everything sorted out. What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm super passionate about talking about this. Um, one of the biggest things I like to tell people, kind of like in that boat, are just remember that nothing is permanent and not a lot of people are in love with their first jobs. Um, and I think this is important because um, it's easy to see people like happy with what they're doing, but we have to remember that it kind of takes. A path to get there, um, but if you're a passionate person, which you probably are, you are going through <laughs> you um, where you need to be. Um, and it might not be that first year, that first job, um, but take with it, take from it what you can, and use that as a stepping stone to get you to the next place. Um, if you do have an awesome first job, that's amazing. But there is so much pressure. you're graduating and transitioning into the real world to be totally happy, Um, but also remember to put your health and your mental health first. We can always find the time to go to the yoga class or, you know, even if it's just cook a meal at home, whatever makes you happy, um, prioritize time for that because it's really easy to lose sight of your mental health when you're trying to excel your first job you know in the corporate world and life is definitely different from when you're in college and you have so much time even though you're studying you do have more free time um so just remember to kind of do those little like mental check-ins um and then going to like if you're not happy with your first job um what i would say for that is always be networking and meeting people um whenever you can so like I started as a technology consultant and I, I did love it. Um, and it was, I would not be where I am today without that whole experience of getting to work with clients and things like that. Um, but if you're not happy, there's no harm in just going out and meeting people, doing things on the side, getting a part-time job that kind of more so makes you happy and fills your soul. Um, and that kind of helps with like more of a seamless transition Talk to people, um, talk to people who have been in this boat and get all of their advice. Um, my biggest thing, like I've said, is putting yourself out there and making yourself known. Um, if you're passionate about something, when you connect with the right people, they'll be able to see that passion in your eyes and they'll be able to just feel it. Um, and you never know, you know, what an email could do or what like a coffee date could do. Um. But yeah, and just remember that nothing is permanent and you always have the option to change what you're doing and there's always rooms to grow and completely change um, the industry you're in. So don't be too hone in on what your major was because at the end of the day, sorry if any like, professors are listening, but your major really doesn't matter. <laughs> it does, but it doesn't define you to a certain career path.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's people doing wonderful things who are doing it because of their major, but there are just as many things doing one, people doing wonderful things not related to their major or, you know, with no degree. And it's just like finding what works for you. And when you were talking about, you know, the struggles of making that transition, it made me think of, I saw you guys were hanging out, but Courtney Page, she was on the podcast and. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Did she, up
1: with her last night.
0: <laughs> yeah, she is a perfect example of this because, you know, she's just out of college. She started her new job, and she did this beautiful post the other day. You know, explaining how it's just so different. You know, she went from living this, albeit busy, but more you know of her own time, more active, you know, uh, everything of her choosing in college to now. You know, she's working nine hours a day in a cubicle, sitting down, and she's in a new city, and you know, she's. She's taking on this new challenge in life, but she's slowly, you know, growing and going with the punches and meeting and connecting with people like you that just brighten her day. And you know, so for anyone listening, if you want a current day example of this, you find her. She's on Instagram at a page of positivity and she's, you know, she's going through it and she's sharing it every step of the way. So I just wanted to put that out there because that's exactly what I thought of when you were explaining that. It is a tough transition, but you can
1: yeah, anybody absolutely. can do it. And I think um Courtney's doing a really good job at just like saying yes to everything and meeting new people and like beyond work kind of doing all the things to keep her like soul and her heart happy. So that's another kind of way to tie in some advice. Um there is life beyond work, so seriously putting yourself out there is one of the best things you can do and just making yourself uncomfortable and getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Okay. So now I'd love to delve
0: into, you know, you mentioned when you started your blog and your Instagram nearly two years ago. And so what were the steps you took to start that, you know, whether it was technical stuff or, you know, just like the mindset shift you had to make to put yourself out there and start a blog, start an Instagram where, you know, you're opening yourself up to the world and you know kind of exposing putting your heart in your sleeve you know you're opening yourself up for any criticism but also for a lot of support and community so what were the steps yeah. you took to start those
1: definitely so i remember um it was a little over 2 years ago i was like all consumed with following a bunch of like health and wellness bloggers and i was making their recipes and i was watching their stories all the time and i was just like so infatuated by this community um and i remember I called my boyfriend. We weren't living together at the time and I was like, I'm gonna start like a health blog, or I was I started with my Instagram and it took me about a year um to create my blog and my website. Um and he just like laughed and I hung up the phone on him and I was like so mad. Um so that was definitely a motivator for me. And I I will say like I didn't create it and just become comfortable with like putting myself out there. Definitely took a lot of time from like whether it was meeting people in person or kind of like a little bit of trial and error and I still don't like post pictures of myself every day and kind of like share like this is what I'm doing now this is what I'm doing now cuz I'm here for more of like a bigger reason than that um but so yeah it definitely it started with my Instagram and that kind of like little motivating phone call with my friend to you know kick ass and show that I could do it um so it really you know, it started out with me just like posting pictures of food. And then once I met people in person, I like every single time I would go to like an expo or like even just like a lunch with like a local health blogger. I was like so inspired to start doing more. Um, So I kind of realized after about a year of having my Instagram, like it was great. And I was having so much fun with it and really just like learning a lot and meeting so many people. I was like, I need somewhere to put all of you know, my recipes or like, even if I just wanted to talk more about something, like I share my story about leaving corporate America on there. And there's definitely not enough words in and Instagram caption to really hone in on that one. Um, so technically, technically, um, I, I built my blog on WordPress, um, and I self-hosted on site ground. So, um, I kind of had to watch a lot of YouTube videos and figure out how the two were intertwined, um, but once I got that down, um, it was really pretty seamless. Um, there's definitely a lot that I want to do with it in regards to like design. posting more of my recipes and stuff like that. Um, but that's kind of how I got started I don't know if you have any more like specific questions on the technology side. I don't want to bore people <laughs> um. But there are a lot of awesome resources online to how you can start a blog. And if you're thinking about it, I know like we hear this all the time, but it's true. Like if Instagram does go away one day, like where will people find us? And the World Wide Web will always be there. So that was like a big factor that made me kind of like step out and at least create that. But it is my goal to post a lot more on there and kind of build that as well. Because I think my focus is mainly on Instagram right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's like the perfect amount of info because honestly, I mean, I know when I was starting trying to like form a blog, I swear that's like engineering to me. (laughs) It's another language, (laughs) like all of that. And the only way I could, you know, really do it was watching YouTube because you put sites, you put screen to screen and you know exactly what button to click and what choice to click. Oh, yeah. So I think, yeah, the best advice that, you know, either of us could give is literally go on YouTube. I mean, yes. Minimalist mm-hmm. Baker has like a bunch of videos too. Just, I mean, if you search, you'll find something, you know, or adapt your design so that you can find a video explaining it. Like it's, it's tricky, <laughs> but yeah, oh, it yeah. is, it is worth it. Cause like you said, I mean, it's a landing space for you. You can, it adds it adds to your name you have your site where you can you own it you know what i mean like you said we, none of us own instagram but you can own your site your blog and you know have full rights over it so i think that is a key point to it
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely honestly anything i need to do these days i just go to youtube and <laughs> just watch a good little video on it i swear i wouldn't know how to do like half of the things i do without it um,
0: I am so happy to introduce another sponsor for the show and a brand that I have loved for years before Instagram was even a thing, Terrasol Superfoods. If you know me at all, you know I love my smoothie bowls, with my crunchy toppings and my chocolatey baked goods, but what you might not know is that without Terrasol, none of that would be a thing. Terasol specializes in a variety of organic and responsibly sourced superfoods, all available at reasonable prices and in a variety of sizes. The company's founders, Dennis and Amy, are passionate about delivering quality goods, all while supporting local and global communities for sourcing. What I adore most about TerraSol is the fact that I can buy all my baking goods and superfoods in bulk, saving money and reducing plastic waste. Now that is a win-win situation. My absolute favorites and routine buys from the site include cacao nibs, coconut chips, sunflower seeds, and pumpkin seeds to top my smoothie bowls with. And for all my baking goods, I order cacao powder, coconut flour, coconut sugar, and dates, all in big bulk bags that save me money and save the planet while we're at it. (laughs) And it doesn't end there. You can order superfoods such as spirulina, maca powder, hemp hearts, chia seeds, flax seeds, goji berries, and so much more, all at amazing prices, responsible sourcing, and available in a variety of sizes. The best part is that by using the code EMILY20, that's all lowercase, E-M-I-L-Y-2-0, EMILY20, to save 20% off your order of Terasol products. Go ahead and give them a try, I promise you will not regret it. Share your favorites on Instagram and tag them at Terrasol to show some love, and that is T-E-R-R-A-S-O-U-L. And as always, message me with any questions or concerns you have. Hope you guys check them out. And without further ado, let's get back into this episode. When you were making that leap, you know, out of corporate America, what were the feelings you had? You know, what were some thoughts that went through your head or maybe reactions you even got from other people? And, you know, I, I think that's the hardest part sometimes of making that leap is all the internal things that go on. So you know, what were those feelings, emotions, thoughts that you had making that leap?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's an important, important thing to talk about because it's not like it just happened overnight and I was like, oh, I'm going to leave corporate America and start this fun Instagram account. Um, so I, I knew I was becoming unhappy uh, probably about a year to like eight months before I left. Um, but I don't think I really knew like what a toll it was taking on my mental health. and most importantly, my relationships. Um, I had, you know, I had a boyfriend and I was gone every week and I would come home and I would be so tired and I would take it out on him or, you know, not seeing my family a lot and things like that. Um, so I generally knew I was unhappy, um, but in my head I was like, well, you know, I went to college for this, I have to do this and, you know, I'm just going to have to stick with it. And, it kind of started to get in my head like, oh, if I'm not happy, then am I successful? Or like, you know, I kind of had this thought in my head, like I have to do this. And if I'm not happy, then I'm, you know, worse than any of my coworkers or anything like that. So I confided in like a few people at the company that I was really close with and kind of told them what was going on. And they were all like super supportive and kind of told me to, you know, see what else was out there. Um, But I still had that thing in my head, like, oh, I'm not doing as good as my peers that I went to college with. And I had to be this girl that, you know, went to UGA and had this major and went out to a big four firm and was successful, Um, which honestly was very superficial of me. But I did get caught up in all of this for a while. Um, and then I kind of realized after talking to friends and my family, um, I talked to my mom, like literally about everything. (laughs) She's my therapist. Um, I realized that you really do have to put your happiness first and that's not something that you can realize overnight. It's not something that just happens often. Like the happiest path for us is not the one that's easiest to take. Um, and I think that's like a common theme with a lot of people's lives. Um, so After talking to her, I just realized that I did have to start putting myself out there and that I was no, you know, worse off or better off than any of my peers for not being content. We're all on different paths. Um, So I started to open up to my coworkers more. And that's when I really started to network within the industry. I had my Instagram at this point, but it wasn't really at a point where I would leave my job for it. But I wanted to leverage um, what I was doing with my account and my passions for health and wellness to get connected to people within the industry. Um, so through my account, I kind of like reached out to all of the local health and wellness things near me. Cause I wasn't exactly looking to move. Um, and I met with like a lot of different people there and the, there's not a lot of like health and wellness companies local to Atlanta, but you'd be surprised of like what opportunities you could find. Um, so I was doing that while I was still like traveling with work. And then, um, that's when I met Jamie, the founder of Georgia grinders, who was just a very inspiring person to me. And I remember we went to Starbucks and she just had like such a similar story to mine with corporate America and kind of like feeling lost, um, and just knowing that it wasn't her speed and, you know, just like the routine that really lit her up. So I remember talking to her and she sent me like a really sweet email afterwards, like just kind of reassuring me that everything that I was doing was right. And I had a bright future and I, but I still have this like email, like screenshot it in my phone. And I always look back on it, um, whenever I need a little bit of encouragement. Um, but that, that was the day I kind of realized like, okay, I can do this. Um, and the hardest part for me was I didn't have, like, I wasn't leaving, you and going into this, like awesome new full-time job. Like I got a job part-time at the local soul cycle that was about to open. I was working farmers markets for Georgia grinders. Um, and then I was working for my dad's company, which this, like I kept a secret for so long. Um, he was super, super supportive and generous enough to offer me a job at his company where I was actually gaining very valuable experience. Um, I was doing Salesforce and things within my major there and I learned so much, but I I just know like the, what comes along with working for a parent. So I just like kept that really quiet. But that, that being said, all in all, I didn't have like a standard plan going forward. It was just kind of like, okay, I have these things. I'm going to keep myself afloat and I'm just going to like pour my heart and soul into putting myself into the health and wellness industry. And then um, about like Two weeks later, I quit. (laughs) And I remember when I quit, like, no one really understood that I was quitting because I'm really bad at just like beating the and being like, well, I love you guys, but. And they were like, okay, so you're unhappy. And I was like, wait, no. Quitting. And the hardest part about that was like, of course, their first question is, where are you going? What are you doing? What's your plan? And you don't want to sit there and give them this like five minute speech about what you're doing and like, this industry that you're so passionate about putting yourself into. So I kind of just like gave them really like vague, not so concrete answers. And I just felt like extremely judged. And now today I know that I wasn't at all, but that's kind of, that's like a common thing. And it's okay to be able to leave something for, you know, less of a pay or something like that, as long as you know that you're gonna have to make lifestyle changes to keep yourself afloat um, happiness really is so important. And I realized that once it started to take a toll on all of my relationships and just really things like that, my mental health. So, um, I did definitely feel judgment from people. And I think that was like all in my head. Like, I think I was just paranoid because I didn't have this like nine to five job that I was walking into with benefits and things like that. Um, but now I guess it's been, I left last April. So it's been like over a year since I've left. And I've now realized that I've gotten like nothing from support from people and people have been, you know, so kind and supportive of me and what I'm doing. And it kind of took me making that shift of being like, wait, am I embarrassed? Or like, you know, to totally embracing everything that I was doing and just showing people how passionate I was and that I knew that I was waking up every morning doing something that I loved and I knew it was leading me to something bigger that when I made that switch then I was emotionally way more happy with everything and feeling that support from others in this situation was just like what kept me afloat every single day and kept me going and I wanted to prove everybody wrong and um that was definitely a big motivator for me and yeah, the support was really just kept me going. I feel that 100%.
0: And I think, you know, a lot of people have been at some point, you know, whether you're leaving a relationship or a friendship or a job or, you know, for me, it was leaving college. And oh yeah, it was something I never thought I'd do. I mean, nobody thought I would do. I was, you know, ranked top in my class. I, I kind of had – I was one of those people where – Everybody, you know, and I'm in a small town, so everybody kind of thought they knew what my future was. And oh yeah, it hit me, you know, when I was there. I I can't do this, so, you know. I I like the setting, but I'm I, I don't want to be in a little dorm room like going to class. Like I've I've got to get on life. Like I just felt such an urgency to get out there and start doing what I love and take care of my health. You know, and as we know, I've had some things come up and. There's just, you know, but the whole time, all I felt was such judgment. And I carried that with me for the longest time. I swear it probably like manifested in weight (laughs) because like I carried so much judgment that I felt from other people. And looking back now, a lot of it was just misunderstanding. They didn't understand. And similar to what you said, I couldn't explain every time someone asked me, how's college going? you know, it's like, what do I say? Oh, I, I'm not going anymore. What's that sound like? So I would wind up giving them, you know, my whole spiel of why I quit and what I wanted to do. And it just got so tiresome. And I'm like, why do I have to explain myself to so many people time and time again? And it's, it's tricky. I mean, it's something you've just kind of got to do and deal with, I guess, until you can kind of get over the idea of everybody's against me. Everybody's judging me. Like just put your blinders on and, you know, focus on why you're doing it and what you want. And, you know, those people will support you or they'll fall away from your life. I mean, it just, it, you know, it'll all work out, but I think that is something that a lot of people fear, you know, leaving a job or leaving relationship or anything is the judgment that sometimes, isn't actually there. Sometimes it is all in
1: our head. So exactly. No, I'm happy you brought that up because definitely, like you said, I think you really realize in situations like this who, you know, your true supportive friends are. And it's times like these where you need to allow yourself to choose happiness and take the different path. And I always say, like, choose the path less traveled um, to really see like who sticks with you and who supports you, and it shows you a lot about yourself and. Who you surround yourself with. And it's kind of once you get past that point of like judgment and like being self-conscious about your decision to totally embracing it. Um, even if it's still hard to explain to others, I think people will be able to see like, oh, she did the right thing and that's amazing. And there are all these like standard paths in life that we think we have to take. Um, but if we're passionate and we know that there's like other ways that we want to do things, like that's the cool thing about these times today. Like there's no standard path, and it's us kind of realizing that we don't need to take certain routes in life and going past that that like really help us grow and realize our true potential,
0: yeah, I mean, who would have ever thought yourself included that you know you'd be able to reach out to someone because of your social media, you know get a job, yeah. connect with you know her on that level, and so I am curious it you know, Georgia Grinders and your relationship to them and you know the owner is just beautiful <laughs> and yeah, she's the best. <laughs> and like you just have such a good community and you know, you're always sharing when you're out with friends. And so I'm just curious, like how how have you like built community, whether that's on Instagram or, you know, through Georgia Grinders, like how has working for them like lifted you up or taught you something about, you know, true collaboration, true friendship and building that community.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think from both sides, like from my blog and from Georgia grinders, I know I've said it a lot, but really like meeting people in person and seeing their personalities, um, has really been a, been a helpful point of growing communities for both people. Um, cause you know, we get behind the screen and we get caught up in our thoughts. I'm like, Oh, why am I spending a million hours on Instagram? When you meet these people in person and you guys have the same passions, it's some like weird, like, Did we become best friends type thing? Um, So I think putting yourself out there like that has been extremely beneficial, more so for um, my blog. Um, And kind of once I got past the point of like, I was able to share more about myself um, and things that were relatable to others. I think that was a point where I was able to grow my community more Um, because a lot of the times we follow people where it's like strict, like here's this, here's that. I don't stray from this I don't stray from that and well a lot of people have to do that you know based off of like, food intolerances and things like that I want it to be more of like a breath of fresh air and I think people definitely appreciate that um, and that has been a fun part of growing my community Sorry, like, um, and then from Georgia Grinders um, I from like a meeting people in person standpoint I've got to attend like a lot of local events and meet a lot of awesome local brands with like similar stories and things like that. And just connect with so many companies. Sorry. (laughs) Connect with so many companies um, where I've gotten to like hear their stories and hear how they've grown and really channel that into like, okay, what is Georgia Grinders? What is our mission? And how can we grow and take pages from everyone's books? And also collaborate. Um, so like finding brands that align with our missions and things like that is really exciting. Um, and there's so much room to grow our company alongside others, which is really one of my favorite parts about it. And I think, um, being like a consumer of all of this, I really appreciate when like brands I love when similar missions get together, um, and kind of Do collaborations on social media and things like that. And I think it just kind of like reminds us that there are people behind these companies that we like to support. So it's been really fun kind of leveraging that side of it um, and being able just to plan like smart, meaningful, thoughtful collaborations to help grow our community. And then at the same time, like learning more about these companies and what they're doing. Um, I honestly like when I first got into health and wellness, just kind of like supported things for like. Oh, this is pretty packaging, or you know, oh, this sounds really good. Um, but I'm obsessed with learning about companies and their stories and what things that they're passionate about and what they're putting their time and money back into. So that's been a really fun way to grow our community as well from a Georgia grinders perspective. Yeah, and
0: I think that I like to call that like conscious consumerism. I mean Oh yes. I used to be similar to you where it was, you know, dictated by price. Uh influenced to get a certain brand, you know, even without looking into it or whatever. And over time I've realized price, like that should not drive me because I mean, I, the one time you did a funny, you showed someone was complaining about the price of Georgia grinders. It's like, okay, (laughs) like, do you understand the quality of Georgia grinders, the story behind it and why it's better than the cheap ass peanut butter, you know, nut butters on your local convenience store shelves? Like, I don't know. It's just understanding why quality over quantity. I mean, it's caring what you put into your body. It's caring what brand you support, the people behind it, their practices. Like, do you care about sustainable? Do you care about, you know, like there's so many factors that you can take into account and become a conscious consumer and really make a difference, you know, for either that brand or the earth or whatever you're supporting by purchasing them. So I think that's do a good job of that
1: though. Oh, well, thank you. I cannot take full credit for that. Um, but no, it's, it's exciting how the industry is changing to be more of like a conscious, um, everyone's more of like a conscious, uh, purchaser or, you know, not everyone. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, in our little Instagram bubble where like everyone knows what sweet potato toast is and stuff like that. But it's nice that there's movement towards more, um, conscious purchasing and companies really like seeing their missions and all that kind of stuff. So it's exciting. And, um, I think it's going to be awesome, like to see where it goes to.
0: Yeah. And something else I wanted to ask you about is, you know, and it just got me brought it back up, but, um, you know, we're talking about being conscious and just making decisions really based off of, you know, a different, like from your heart more so than a yeah. money or anything mindset and. Something that I've loved recently is that you've kind of taken a shift with your Instagram.
1: And Uh I was
0: wondering, like, do you want to expand upon that a bit? Like, what prompted you? I don't know. I I think it's kind of like a simplistic yet artful way of sharing because it's relatable. You know what I mean? And it's not... It's not all staged and I'm not saying anything was wrong with yours before but oh no and you even did a post today about it that I saw briefly before we jumped on the call. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> I know I was I forgot I was posting that and I was like oh I gotta throw it up really quick before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so what what prompted that change and you know yeah. yeah. Um so I think the summer for me was like a very transformative one. I traveled a lot and like really those are like the times that I grow when I like put myself into other, um, cultures and things like that. And just like truly immerse myself. Um, but beyond like traveling, I was also able to like meet up with a lot of my, like very, very close friends from Instagram. Um, one of them who I've been friends with, like from the very, very beginning. Um, and we were kind of just like talking about like our feeds and stuff. I don't know, I guess what people do when they <laughs> hang up and have vlogs, but no. Um, so we, We were kind of talking. It was my friend Amy. Um, her account is Ames Out Loud previously by Ames, but we were like going through my page and she was like, she was like, I love your work, but it gives off like a very professional vibe. And I realized that (laughs) there's (laughs) for everyone um, can see this her dog
0: is adorable and just made a guest appearance on the show. Uh if only you guys could see her. Oh my god, she is the
1: cutest fluffball. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we were going through my pictures and she was like they're great. Like I love them. You do an amazing job. You're great at food photography, but like when I'm with you in person, you don't give off this like professional vibe. <laughs> Like in that moment, I was like, wow, like you're so right. And I've been like so hung up on staging my pictures and making them look amazing and all that stuff, which is not to say I don't enjoy doing that. Like I still do that for brands um, and things like that. Um, I love food photography. Um, I recently invested in a camera and I've had so much fun kind of like learning about that and taking different food courses, but it really inspired me to like more so show my personality through my page. So, like, if someone's coming to look at my page and they see all this staged, delicious looking food, like, they're like, oh, this girl can cook. But, you know, I want them to see more of me and, like, hear more of my story, which is something that I, like, haven't, like, fully hit upon yet. Um, But that conversation, like, definitely made me realize, like, in that instant that I was kind of staging things a little too much. Um, so yeah, I'm really inspired now to like, just like share more about myself and like what I'm eating real time. And that's not to say like all the fun recipes and things are going to go away. Um, but it's more so like I'm sharing more from my phone. And one of my like main missions with everything is to show people how healthy living is just can be so approachable if we like take the time to do little things. So I think with this new approach for my page, it kind of gives off that vibe more. So I've always had that mission, but I kind of realized I was just not really hitting the right things content wise. So if you're listening, thanks Amy for that inspirational conversation. Um, It's moments like that that like also just like make you realize like all the awesome friends you made from it and that it really is like so worth it. And I'm appreciative of her for kind of like making me realize that I needed this whole like 180 switch.
0: Yeah. It was funny because when I did meet you at expo, I didn't know what to expect, you know, because yeah. on Instagram, I kind of got a glimpse into who you are, but it was, you know, there was just like a bit more of a disconnect because it's hard to yeah. like be personable when you have a beautiful staged photo, you know? And when I do that, you know, I, I typically do just keep the caption about the recipe, you know, I'm not yeah, getting it personal. It. So then when I met you at expo, I was like, wow, like she's She's so fun and light and bubbly and personable. And so when I saw you made that shift right after you were hanging out with Amy, I was like, she must have been the catalyst for change because she, she does oh, yeah.
1: such a great job of that on her feet too. and
0: Definitely. Um,
1: she does an amazing job at it. So she was a huge inspiration for that. And you'll have to ask her about the whole experience because that was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's
0: we'll, we'll get it all sorted out. But okay, well, I guess, you know, we've discussed everything that you're doing. And so do you want, can you share, you know, where people can find you for your Instagram and your blog? And then let's do a shout out for Georgia Grinders too, because everybody needs to try them too.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, So you can find me on Instagram at at matcha underscore and underscore marks. (laughs) I actually did a post today about kind of like why that's my name. Um, and then on, for my website, it's just www.machenmargs.com, Um, so you can find me on there or on Instagram. And then for Georgia grinders, um, you can go to our website. It's just www.georgiagrinders.com. But we're also sold on through Amazon. So if you have Amazon prime, you can get free shipping. Um, and then a bunch of, retailers as well. I know your audience is probably kind of like all over the map, but we have a retailer list on our website and I do work for the company, but, um, I fell in love with the nut butters first and then kind of came the full-time job and the founder is amazing. And she has like such an inspiring story. She created the um, company as a tribute to her grandfather who was making almond butter in like the seventies, which is just beyond me um so it's a very cool story very cool company and you're supporting an awesome family so there's my little plug for a company that's near and dear to my heart damn we might have to get her on the podcast I need to I learn more so. about that. story yes it would be a good guess maybe I'll hop on with her okay yeah honestly let's do
0: a let's do a round table conversation that'd be so much yeah. fun okay I know I love it <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that works out okay and so the last two rapid fire questions to close out if you could meet anybody past or present who would it be
1: oh well I've already met Guy Fieri oh so we gotta <laughs> he's out of the picture hmm. probably um Chris Martin from Coldplay <laughs> Really just, like, obsessed with him. There's nothing, like, you know, special about it. It's one of my favorite music, like, forever. And, like, whenever I'm going through things in my life, I always listen to Coldplay. So it kind of, like, signifies, you know, moments of, like, change for me. Um, But I just would love to, like, have a conversation with him about the music because it really touches me so much. (laughs) I know. I I want to get a songwriter on
0: here because I think that is such a – I
1: don't know. That's a skill that I don't have. but. I would love to listen to that. Um, can't help you there because yeah. <laughs> 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 you oh let me know God. if anyone good. <laughs> <could.
0: laughs> okay. And last one, if you could yell one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear, what would it be?
1: Okay. So I've kind of said this before, but my, or I guess I'm going to do two. I know that wasn't the question, That's but okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it on. Um, so Don't be afraid of choosing the path less traveled and do it with full confidence and know that you have what it takes to execute it um, amazingly. And then also another one of my favorites is have an attitude of gratitude. Kind of cheesy, but it really applies to like everything in my life. And when I'm having like a blah moment, I always like go back to that and kind of think of the things I'm grateful for and the positives in my life. And it really kind of like helps me get out of those little funks there are my two little cheesy quotes to hopefully help motivate you.
0: (laughs) I absolutely love them. They're perfect. And oh, thank you. So true though. (laughs) I truly hope you guys appreciated and related to this episode with Corey. She is such a light and I'm just so honored she was able to share so much of her journey with you guys. I really think it's something we can all relate to in one aspect or another. You can find her on Instagram at matcha underscore and underscore margs and if you want to share the story feel free to take a screenshot tag me at thrive underscore on life tag Corey, or message us let us know what you thought i'm so open to feedback and i love having a little chat conversation with you and just forming a connection because that's what this is all about creating community and helping others That being said, I'd love to read a review from one of you amazing people who have supported me. This one is called Let's Thrive is Amazing, and they left it on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Tyra says, I love this podcast and the purely good intentions Emily has in putting it out there. It helps connect young people like me with chronic illness and other physical slash mental issues to those who have found a way to survive and thrive. I like that in spite of the challenges they face. If I'm feeling down or alone in my struggles, I listen to an episode and soon start to shift into a more empowered mindset. Every week, she brings on a new person who shares their story, lessons they've learned, tips, and helpful resources. It's a wealth of information and comfort, and it's always a pleasure to tune in. Thank you for your hard work. It doesn't go unnoticed. We appreciate you, Emily. Keep it up. With a heart. I'm sending my heart to you, Tyra. I love that so much. I... I'm just smiling so big right now because you just like summed up my entire mission statement in a nice little paragraph and I love that. You can come be my PR person. (laughs) No, truly. I appreciate every single one of you just for listening. If you leave a review, either way, I appreciate and I see and I hear you. I will see you guys next week. Catch me on Instagram. Maybe there's a giveaway going on. Maybe there's not. Who knows? But I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.